Hello and welcome back to the Coach's Corner, UHY's weekly career development podcast. I am Peter Sawchuk, your host and your career development and training manager. It's hard to believe, right? We're already in season two of this podcast. And for those who are frequent listeners, I can't thank you enough for your support. If you're just checking this out for the first time, welcome and you're in for a fun ride in the year 2022. Just as a reminder for this season or this year, we have a new format in place, which I hope you all appreciate. What will happen is we'll have three weekly episodes on one particular topic for the month. Each of these episodes will range about 15 minutes long, so you can catch them on your way in or you're taking a quick break from everything. You just give this podcast a listen. Then we'll have one episode monthly with an interview with a UHY colleague on that particular topic. And these will range about 50 minutes. Now, if you're an astute listener, you'll know that 50 minutes is an hour of CPE. Yes, that monthly episode will be CPE eligible. What will happen is we'll have the interviewer on to speak to the general topics to lend their expertise and their guidance. We'll have some polling questions on some of the key takeaways from each learning so you can get your credit for attending the live event. Oh, did I forget to mention? It's going to be a live interview. So that's even more fun. And their expert insight on the topic will help you pull everything together so you can apply all the principles and concepts with real-life experience into your daily lives. Now, this month's topic. Many of you are about to be entering your busy season. For those on the audit side, you're like, yeah, Peter, we've been in busy season or we're always in busy season because of how things break out. Well, everything we talk about this month is going to be applicable regardless of the time period. But for those who are about to enter our busy season... I decided to put together a list of three survival tips to help you survive your busy season. So this week, we're going to focus a little on time management. What are some of the principles you can apply to make sure your time doesn't get away from you during this stressful period you're about to enter? Next week, January 17th, we'll focus on work-life balance. How do you keep those two things in check when you're going to be working close to, you know, 60, 80 hours a week? You still have to take care of yourself. Then on January 24th, we're going to talk about mental and physical health. How do you stay mentally strong during this period? How do you stay physically strong? What are things you should be doing to keep your energy levels up as you go through your busy time frame? Then on January 31st, we're going to have our guest interviewee on to talk about these three survival tips and lend some expertise to those particular topics. Now that guest is still to be determined, but more information will be coming on that soon. So as I mentioned, this week's episode is based on time management. More importantly, it's focusing on barriers to time management and how you overcome them. Now, a lot of these principles that I talk about are going to be included in the Overcoming Barriers to Time Management course, which you can find on UHY University in the Coach Recommends catalog. We don't talk about everything in that course, but if you'd like to learn more about the topics I talk about or even learn about the topics I didn't talk about, Be sure to check out that e-learning after you listen to this episode, of course, because this is where you get the skinny version of everything so you can apply it. But if you want a deep dive, that's the place you want to go. So without further ado, let's kick off 2022 with our first episode topic, overcoming barriers to time management. Now, as many of you are about to enter your busy season where your week is going to turn from 40, 50 to potentially 60, 70, 80 hours a week, we know that executing time management strategies are going to be difficult because we all value the relationships we have with our clients. They are our number one priority whenever a phone call, an instant message, or an email comes in. 
But what happens during busy season is that in no time at all, you'll quickly turn into a busy bee spending 20 plus hours a week answering requests for legal advice on tax season preparations and deductions for owners of small businesses who may likely be past their filing deadlines. You're constantly answering phone calls, emails, text messages, etc., to ensure that they get their tax return on time. Now, while your relationship with them is important, it's not without boundaries. You have to set those boundaries because overworking yourself does not necessarily mean higher performance. In fact, you're more likely to enter what they call the zombie zone, where you're kind of just almost walking through the motions. You're just answering all these phone calls. You quickly get drained mentally, physically, emotionally, and any other adjective you can throw in there. The question you have to ask yourself is, will your clients be satisfied with the work that you've done in the end of it all? Were you too stressed to really put the maximum effort into ensuring that their books were done timely and accurately? This tax season or any other tax season, or if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, Peter, my busy season is all the time. These two barriers that we're going to overcome today can help you set up those boundaries for your clients, for your colleagues, for anybody else who's trying to take a little bit of your time. And those are going to be phone calls and interruptions. So let's start first with phone calls. As tempting as it might be to answer that call from your client once you see it come through on your you know, WebEx or your Microsoft Teams or whatever it might be, we need to learn not to answer that phone every time because what will happen is you answer the phone, you answer their question, you might banter for a little bit back and forth, you might catch up, and before you know it, 30 minutes gone by when it could have been a five-minute conversation. These take up a lot of your time, as we just talked about, but they knock you off track mentally because then you have to set that phone down and think, hey, what was I working on before that that I just got off track? So one recommendation, and it's not a negative recommendation, but the idea is to screen your incoming calls. I'm guilty of it when I see a phone call come in from a name or number that I don't recognize or I do recognize. Depending on what I have going on at the time, I may let, let that go to voicemail or I may let them just ring through and maybe they send me a text message later that I can respond to. To help you when you are screening your calls, we recommend setting aside two blocks a day to return those calls and to honor those time blocks. So for example, if you say, hey, I'm going to call any client that I get a phone call from at, let's say, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. every day. Set aside 30 minutes. Any phone calls that come in between 8 to 11, you return those. Any phone calls that come in from 11 to 3, you return those in those dedicated time blocks. If you get a phone call from a client who said, hey, this is urgent, I need something right away, definitely we still recommend calling them back within 10 minutes. Those are pressing issues. They may have a fire blowing up that you don't know about. So it's better to call back and get that insight if there's some real trepidation in their voice that you can tell. Another thing you could do is unplug, which you'll get your voicemails sent to your inbox anyway, or you could silence your phone during those critical work hours. If you're working on a very important return, and you can't be bothered, put that phone on silent or do not disturb. And then using those dedicated time blocks, return that phone call. Now, you set aside the time, let's say 11 and 3 or whatever time works best for you. When you're calling those people back, first you want to collect the files and any backup information you might need to make that call go quicker instead of being on the phone and looking for something which could definitely eat into your time. If the person isn't in or you get their voicemail, maybe give some times when you'd be available for them to call back. If you say, hey, I'm 
free to answer calls at 11 and 3 p.m. Or, you know, send me an email. We can coordinate or set up a meeting to discuss your issue. When you get somebody on the phone, try to complete that call within five minutes. So that way you can quickly pivot back to what you were working on without too much distraction. Now, when you are on the phone, it's important to be as productive as possible. We don't want to see people with their headset leaned in their ears or, you know, barely typing because they're trying to balance the phone and their cup of coffee in the other hand. Many of us have access to go to or we should all have access to go to on our computers. So if you want to call them back from your computer or you can plug in headphones or if you have a headset at your desk, we recommend doing that. If you are a mobile device person where you have all your phone calls set to your mobile phone, you can use a pair of Bluetooth headphones, call them back that way, so that way you still have two hands for you to take any notes or access files when you need them. Another option, and this is something we've all been familiar with the, with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, is to use video chat or video conference options. That way you can see them. You can get some of that body language that you miss on a phone call or a text message or anything like that. And plus, it just, again, helps build that relationship with your client, paying attention to their needs, showing, hey, I really want to discuss this, so let's use a, a Zoom or a GoTo or a Microsoft Teams call to figure out what's going on. The second obstacle you'll have to face are interruptions. They are a natural occurrence in all of our lives. It happens. I'll be interrupted on something, and it'll take me a, a few minutes to get back to where I was, where I was at. So one of the things that you need to do is when you are interrupted, somebody knocks on your cubicle or knocks on your office door, is set a time limit at the outset. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, do you have a moment for a quick question? You can say, yeah, I have about five minutes. Now, it may seem extra tedious, but you can even put a timer on your phone for five minutes and say, hey, if we can get this done in five minutes, that's all the time I have right now so I can get back to what I was working on. If you have somebody who instant message you and says, hey, do you have a minute for a, a quick question? And they're in the office, while it's physically safe, go to that other person's office or go to that person's cubicle so you can leave when you're ready to leave, when you feel that you've addressed the issue. So that way you're not trying to, you know, so not so subtly kick that person out of your cubicle or your office because the conversation has just reached a dead end. You be the one to get up or you be the one to call them and say, all right, I got to go. See you later. If you need to, while it might be awkward, you can cut the conversation short. This ensures the conversation doesn't drag on. As nice as those personal relationships are, you're an important time in the year. So it's important to get back to what you were working on to make sure you're addressing your clients and getting your work done. Somehow signal the end of the conversation. Like I said, you can use that timer example saying, hey, I've only got about five minutes. Once you see that timer hit about four minutes, 30 seconds, you could say, hey, we only got about 30 seconds. Is there anything else pressing we need to talk about? If the answer is no, then hey, we're good. You can keep moving on. Another way you can do this or manage your interruptions are to encourage appointments. So if somebody does have that quick question, let's say you're on the way to a meeting or you're working on something, you could simply say, hey, I don't have time now, but can we set up 30 minutes later on today and we can discuss this further. If you need to physically change your location because you're constantly getting interrupted, feel free to do so. Now, I work in the Sterling Heights office. I know there's private cubicles or little office offices or conference room you can rent or you can book through Outlook and just take your work up there, set yourself in one of those rooms and avoid some of the distractions of people walking by asking you, hey, do you have a, hey, how was your day? Hey, do you have a quick question? Or, hey, there's freshly brewed coffee in the kitchen, whatever it might be. And finally, don't be afraid to say no. 
if somebody does say, hey, do you have time for a chat? You could just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm working on something, but I'll come get you when I'm finished or we'll try and set something up. Again, rely on those appointments to minimize the impact that those interruptions have. Now, when it comes to those phone calls and those interruptions, you need to do your planning and stick to it. So if you decide on those two time blocks for taking your phone calls, do your planning and stick to it. Schedule time for those activities as precisely as you can. So scheduling time for those phone calls or booking yourself open for the last 30 minutes of the day when you want office hours, so to speak, so people may come and interrupt you and ask questions. The same goes for communicating with clients. If you are going to be scheduling time with them for meetings, if you expect a call from somebody, if you need to reply to email, which we've talked about in previous episodes of The Coach's Corner, do that. Put it in your calendar so people know when you're busy and when you're not. Give your clients that detailed information about when and how and what topic they can get in touch with you. If you say, hey, I'm going to be working on returns for the first part of my morning, but I'm free to answer your phone calls from 11.30 to 1.30, for example. Take your time to do the things you have to do without getting distracted by non-prioritized demands, without feeling guilty for it. In one of the previous episodes of Coach's Corner, I talked about this idea of just getting flooded and looking at your inbox and responding to every little fire that comes out. And if you do that, you're not going to be as productive as you would have been had you prioritized things and said, hey, this is when I'm going to answer email and this is going to be when I work on Project X, for example. Don't be afraid of your clients getting frustrated when you start to put some of these boundaries in place. There must be a time for accounting and there must be time for life. Your clients will understand that, so don't feel bad. By setting boundaries, you alleviate that pressure of meeting unrealistic expectations. And it helps reset expectations with your client and say, hey, I can't call them at all hours of the night. They have a life too. Let your clients know when are you in the office? When are you available to take phone calls? When are you available to take emails? All the things we've talked about. It's much better to do this than making promises you can't actually fulfill. It's the old idea of the rubber band. If you stretch the rubber band too far, it's eventually going to break. You want, you want to stretch so there's a little bit of tension in it, but you don't want to stretch it too far that your mental or your emotional strength just cracks at the end. If you perform your job to the discussed expectations of your clients, your colleagues, and your managers, all of those parties are going to be satisfied. And the truth is, there's nothing rude about sending, setting these boundaries. If you were exhausted, if you were lacking sleep and you try to do their audit, you might make some frequent errors. But if you say, hey, by me being able to prioritize this and focus on this for a couple hours a day, I was able to find you this deduction, that deduction, and this other deduction. Obviously, I'm not an accountant, so you can fill in what you want to fill in there. Using your voicemail and setting up that auto reply function on your emails with a polite notification when you'll be back. So if you say, hey, I'm you know working on auditing returns from one to four, but I will return all emails after 4 p.m., or voicemails, whatever they might be. And here's really the, the key thing here with all the things we've talked about. Loving your clients doesn't mean having a ban on saying no. It means giving their business the best professional help you can during tax season. And that includes managing your phone calls, managing those interruptions, doing your proper planning, and setting those boundaries. And as we mentioned, we'll talk about other topics for the rest of January, but if you do these things and explain the impact and why you're doing it to your clients, they will most likely understand.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode on overcoming barriers to time management. We'll see you next week for our work-life balance discussion for your upcoming business season. This has been Peter Sachik. You've been listening to The Coach's Corner, and we'll see you next time.